Well, I'll invite you to open your Bibles again to Matthew chapter 7. For using the Pew Bible, you can find that on page 812. We'll continue our study on the Sermon of the Mount today. And today we'll consider the words and the teachings of Jesus Christ as they're found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Um, so let's look at that now. Let's turn our attention to the reading of God's holy, living, and inerrant word. Jesus continues teaching those who were hearing him that day. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is God's word for you today. The grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of the Lord shall endure forever. Please pray with me again. Lord God, we do thank you for your enduring word. Jesus, with these words, you instructed your followers 2,000 years ago. And with these same words, you are able to instruct us and lead us in the way in which we should go. You show us how we should establish our lives, how we should build our lives upon the rock, upon the sure foundation, which is you, Lord. Lord, instruct us, correct us, encourage us, challenge us in any and every way that we may need. Do this through your word and your spirit, we pray. Amen. Well, this has been quite a week. Hasn't it been? Are you happy with how the election turned out? Or perhaps do you find yourself a little bit distressed by it? Do you you find yourself perhaps in fear for our nation? In fear even for your own family, for your family's future, or maybe even for your family's present? Those may be very reasonable concerns. And what about the ongoing developments of the, of the COVID pandemic? In, in just the last two days, we've learned that more than a quarter million people have tested positive from COVID in the United States alone. But, but of course, there are more challenges in life than just those two challenges, which come to us specifically in 2020. We face many other kinds of challenges and trials in life also, don't we? The challenges may be of financial struggles or relational struggles, struggles in our marriages, struggles in our relationship with our children, struggles in our relationships with our parents, with our siblings, employment struggles perhaps, struggles even in our spiritual life, financial struggles. Here I think of the words of Jesus from John 16, in this world you will have trouble. Have truer words ever been spoken? Heartaches come. Troubles come. Trials and disappointments come. 
But even in the face of troubles and disappointments and challenges and the uncertainty that life brings, the Christian can take heart. Why? Because Jesus has overcome. John 16, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, Jesus says, for I have overcome the world. The Christian can also take heart because the man or woman or boy or girl who trusts in Jesus, for such a person, God has established for us a sure foundation. And our passage this morning tells us that for those who build their lives upon this sure foundation, they'll be able to stand when the storms of life come. And don't we want that? Don't we need that? Don't you want that for yourselves? Don't you want that for your families? Don't you want that for your brothers and sisters in Christ here at Newport Church that when the storms of life will come, and they will, that we would be able to stand? Let's submit ourselves now to this portion of of God's holy word so that we might learn how we and those we love might be able to do that. How we might be able to stand, how we might be able to endure In this passage, God's word tells us that he's established a firm foundation, a sure foundation. And that sure foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our rock and he will not fall. He will not fail. And all who establish their lives upon the sure foundation of Jesus Christ will also not fail or fall. Our sure foundation is like a rock, like bedrock. And, and he's not talking here about a little rock, about a little pebble, but he's talking about monstrous, giant granite slab, that kind of rock. Bedrock. Throughout Scripture, the Lord's revealed to his people how he is a rock to them, how he's a rock of refuge for his people. Let's consider some of those passages. Psalm 94, 22. The Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. Psalm 62. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. And Psalm 31, in you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock 
and my fortress. Do you see what God's word says here in these passages? He says that we are in a world of trouble and that we need salvation, we need deliverance, and there is one who is able to do that for us. There is one who is able to be our protector, our refuge, and that is God alone, friends. And if you entrust yourself to him, he will establish you upon such a sure foundation that you will be able to withstand those storms of life. God is a mighty refuge for his people. And scripture also tells us that Jesus Christ is that rock that is spoken of so often in Scripture. Jesus is a rock of refuge, a sure foundation for those who trust in Him. But let's look at this passage and let's see what Jesus has to say about this foundation, which is ours. Let's look at that passage again. What is it that Jesus says establishes our sure foundation? Look at verse 24 and 25. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. What is it that establishes our sure foundation? It's his words Jesus says, the words of Christ secure our sure foundation. Second Timothy 3:16 to 17 tells us about the source and about the usefulness of God's word for his people. All scripture is breathed out by God, meaning that it comes from his from his very lips. I always say that when we hear the words of God, we should expect to feel the warmth of God's breath still in the air accompanying them. All Scripture is breathed out by God. All Scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God, so that the woman of God might be equipped for every good work. And so that the man or woman of God might be able to stand. When thinking about the power of the words of Christ, I, I think of John six sixty eight. Jesus once gave a very difficult teaching, and, and God's word says that after he gave that teaching, many of the people who had been following him turned, and they followed him no longer. They left him. And then John six sixty eight says that Jesus then turned to the disciples and said, What about you? Will you too... Leave me. And Peter said, Lord, where would we go? To whom would we go? For only you have the words of eternal life. Such is the power of the basis of our sure foundation, the words of Jesus Christ. But do you notice that it's not just the words of of Christ which establishes our sure foundation. But Jesus says that there's something else that's necessary for our sure foundation to be established. What is that? Well, again, look at verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does what? 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. If you want to have if you want to have a sure foundation be established for us Jesus says we must then not only just hear his word but to do them. We think of James don't just be a hearer of the word but also be a doer of God's word. And we will have no sure foundation for our lives unless we seek to live out these words of Christ. Jesus is our king. And the right response of faith is that we would give our allegiance and our, and our obedience to the orders of our king. John 14, 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. You will keep my commandments. Our keeping of Christ's commandments are an evidence of, and they flow out of, Jesus says, our love for him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The words of Jesus are the truth, and they show us the way, they lead us to life. The the words of Jesus lead us to abundant life and to eternal life. And for us to have that life, to have that abundant life, and to enjoy that sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ, we must submit to his teaching. We submit to and we do his words as he calls us to do here. We live, scripture says, as we do the words and the commandments of God. Jesus made reference to the, to the significance of our seeking to obey his teaching earlier in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew five nineteen. There he says, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. God has established a sure foundation for his redeemed people. And that sure foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. But one thing I want to remind you of is this. Remember that we don't just live on the rock that is Jesus Christ as individuals, but God has established us upon the rock that is Jesus Christ as a united people of God, as a church. Because those who have been redeemed by the Lord through faith in Jesus Christ are set upon this rock that is Jesus together. Together as his church. Matthew 16, Peter gives his great confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus goes on to say those familiar words, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So again, he established us not just as individuals, but he establishes us together as his church, his redeemed people upon that foundation that is Jesus Christ. God has established Christ as our sure foundation. And when the storms of life and uncertain times come, those who establish their lives upon that sure foundation that is Jesus Christ will not fall, will not fail. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3 
Thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the waters, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God has established for those who trust in his Son that Jesus will be our sure foundation. But Jesus is this foundation upon which we are to build our faith, build our lives, build our, our homes, if you will. And he says that for those who do, their homes, those houses will not fall. And with the, the time that we have remaining this morning, I'd like for us to consider some truths from God's word that might help us to be set on a secure and sure foundation as we consider these uncertainties that we've been living through in this past week following the election and even in the weeks and perhaps the years ahead. And as we do that, we remember that that not only has God established Jesus to be our sure foundation, but God has also established his sovereign will. And as we learn from the Westminster Confession of Faith, God has ordained whatsoever shall come to pass. We're told in Ephesians 1.11 that God works all things according to the counsel of His will. Isaiah 46.10, the Lord says, I declare the end from the beginning, and from ancient times I declare the things not yet done. My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. And in Psalm 103.19 we read, The Lord has established His throne in the heavens. And his sovereignty rules over all. God has established his holy sovereign will. And his will will not be thwarted by man or by circumstance. Job 23.13 He stands alone. Who can oppose him? He does whatever he pleases. Scripture speaks of how the Lord sits in heaven and laughs at those who seek to oppose him. Psalm 2, 1 and 46, 6. Why do the nations rage and people plot in vain? The nations rage and kingdoms totter, but he utters his voice and the earth melts. People and nations may stand opposed to the purposes of God, But the purposes of God and his holy will will carry the day. As Bob reminds us so often, he's the creator and sustainer of all things. God is, not Bob. Um, and, And God's holy will will stand. And in these days of Election Week 2020, we can be encouraged And we can be confident that God's will also includes the leaders of all nations. Daniel 2, 21 and 4, 17. He changes times and seasons. 
He removes kings and He sets up kings. The Most High rules the kingdom of man and He gives it to whom He will and sets over it the lowliest of people. Romans 13 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist, those authorities that exist, have been instituted by God. Think of Jesus' words to Pilate in John 19.11, when Pilate says to Jesus, Don't you know that I have the authority to release you or to crucify you? And Jesus says to him, you, have no, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. God has established the rulers of the nations and he rules over them, friends. He is sovereign over each and every ruler of each and every nation. Even if it may not seem like that to us, or even if we don't believe that at the moment. Psalm twenty-two, twenty-eight: Dominion belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. Proverbs 21, 1, The king's heart is like a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. The Lord turns it wherever He will. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 6, O Lord God, You rule over all of the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. Friends, you can be confident that you can stand even in the aftermath of this election because no king nor no president can stand against the Lord. God has established for us a sure foundation. He's established His holy and sovereign will. God establishes rulers and He rules over them. God has also established His will for how His people are to relate to those rulers. And this is important for, people, for us as people of faith who, whom we might not care for a particular leader or governmental official. But what's God's expressed will for us regarding how we're to relate to such people. Well, we're to submit to them and to not resist them. Again, Romans 13, verses 1 through 5. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur, will incur judgment. For he, the, the, the leader, for he is God's servant for your good. Therefore, one must be in subjection. We're to submit to the leaders whom God has, has placed above us. We're also, Scripture says, to honor them. First Peter 2, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. And those are actually really astounding commands that the Lord gave his people through the apostle Peter. Because do you know when Peter wrote those words 
that we are to submit to and to honor the emperor, most likely those words were written during the reign of Nero. And if not Nero, then the Caesar following him, Domitian. And neither of them were any friend to Christian, to Christians, and they were both extraordinarily evil. So it's God's will that, that we as Christians would submit to and honor our leaders. Scripture also, of course, tells us that, that we're to pray for them. 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 3, Paul tells Timothy, I urge then that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of our God and our Savior. And these things are binding upon us, God's Word says, whether those in authority are godly or not. We see that principle in some of Scripture's directives about how slaves are to relate to their masters, such as 1 Peter 2.18, where Peter says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. So friends, a sure foundation has been established for those who desire to faithfully follow Jesus. In uncertain and trying times when the storms of life come, we can trust that we can stand because God has established the sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And we can trust that we can stand in such times of trial and uncertainty because it is God himself who establishes us upon that rock. It is God himself who, who hides us in that rock. We have been established in Christ. We have been united to him if we are trusting in him alone for our salvation. So much so that our lives are said to be hidden with Christ in God, as we're told in Colossians 3.3. And because he lives, all who trust in him will also live securely. Jesus says that he will lose none of those whom the Father has given him. He tells us in John 10 that those whom he has redeemed, both he and the Father hold them securely in the palm of their hands. Because Jesus is our sure foundation. Those who have been united to him, those who have been established upon him and in him will stand. Not because of their strength, not because of our strength, but only because of Christ's strength. 1 John 4, 4 and 1 John 5, 4 and 5. Little children, you are from God and you have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Romans 8, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else 
in all of creations. And I would suggest to you that we can also add and no president and no vice president can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me conclude with this quote from Charles Spurgeon, which I've shared with you previously. Spurgeon writes, saying, Remember, therefore, that it is not your hold of Christ that saves you. It is Christ. It is not your joy in Christ that saves you. It is Christ. It is not even your faith in Christ, though that be the instrument. It is Christ's blood and merits. Therefore, look not so much to your own hand with which you are grasping Christ, but look to Christ. Look not to your hope, but to Jesus, the source of your hope. Look not to your faith, but to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. We will never find happiness by looking at our prayers, our doings, or our feelings. It is what Jesus Christ is, not what we are, that gives rest to the soul. If we would at once overcome Satan and have peace with God, it must be by looking unto Jesus. Keep your eyes simply on him. Let his death, his sufferings, his merits, his glories, his intercession be fresh upon your mind. When you wake in the morning, look to him. When you lie down at night, look to him. Oh, let not your hopes or fears come between you and Jesus. Follow hard after him, for he will never fail you. Please pray with me. Thank you, Jesus, that you will never fail us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Spirit, that you will never fail us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You are our rock. You are our sure foundation. And we thank you, Lord, that you know the ends from the beginnings. And Lord, that that you will accomplish all of your sovereign purposes. Lord, accomplish all of your sovereign purposes in the world in this nation, in our lives. Lord, help us to trust in you. Help us to trust in your strength. Remind us of that which is true. It seems so often, especially recently, we have been deluged with falsehoods. Lead us into all truth, we pray. May we not trust in falsehood, but may we trust in the one who is the truth. May we trust in your gospel truth. We thank you, Jesus, that that you are willing to go to the cross. You are willing to once be forsaken by the Father so that we, your people, would never need to worry worry about that. Lord, continue to uphold us I pray, Lord, that you continue to uphold this nation. I pray that the nations of the world would name you as their God and King and that all people would follow after you and submit to you, King Jesus. But while we don't have control over what other people we do, we do have some control over our own lives and our degree of submission to you. Lord, May you continue to subdue us to yourself and rule over us, Lord. Defend us. Continue to defeat all your and our enemies, we pray. 
And you can do this because you are our king and you are our sure foundation. Enable our house, our lives to withstand when times of trial and testing come, Lord. Continue to establish us upon you, our rock, our God, and our king, we pray. Amen.